At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's happening, people? Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Remember, you can always follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 and for VSIN at VSIN Live on the tweets. And per usual, we are broadcasting live here in Des Plaines, Illinois, out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook with tons to cover for the next 60 minutes. We've got some baseball, we've got some. Football, we got to look at the other two teams in the NFC North, and we've got a couple of solid guests to not really only just expand on those two topics, but we've got some golf, we've got Wimbledon, we have got just about everything. Dan Leach in 15 minutes going to be joining us. You know him, host of the Detroit City Cast. He's a man who pretty much bets it all. So we'll go all across the board with Dan in 15. Then 30 minutes from now, Danielle Alvari, host of the Los Angeles City Cast. We'll talk LA baseball, we'll talk some W. WNBA, and if we have some time, we'll get just a brief preview on the West Coast football teams. End of the show, Danny's Dimes. We've got two plays on the diamond tonight, so we'll look forward to that. Had a nice winner, and uh, man, it was not sweat-free to say the least. The Angels barely held on, and thankfully the White Sox bullpen continued to struggle, and we were able to profit off of it. And we'll get to that White Sox matchup once again, but that will be in 45 minutes. 
Let's kick things off, such as we did yesterday, looking into the National Football League in the NFC North. And I didn't start out with these two teams, mainly because, well, they're going to be at the bottom of the barrel and because I have discussed my thoughts a few times, I feel like, here and on the Chicago CityCast revolving around the Chicago Bears' win total and their odds to make the playoffs. But we might as well revisit it now that we're officially in that point of the summer to where we're just going fully into the NFL season. So we'll do it once again. And let's look at it currently right now the odds for the bears in this upcoming season odds to make the playoffs yes plus 400 the no minus 560 overwhelming favorite to miss the postseason are the chicago bears but more of a uh, feasible betting option seems to be the win total as it typically is with teams and six and a half is your number at bet rivers over is minus 104 for the bears and under is minus a buck 20. now Remember, always advising you to shop around because not all of these numbers are going to be built the same. A lot of overs actually have it at the plus price. So if you are, for whatever reason, more bullish on the bears, then maybe look at some other books and try to find the best number possible. But keep that in mind when you're looking at this bears win total. Now, last year, we know they finished six and 11 and that's not good. That's obvious. That's not good. But what's impressive is that they were still able to muster up six wins with the most incompetent coaching staff in NFL history. Not actually, but anecdotally to me, that was the worst coaching I have seen in almost any sport, but especially with Bears football. I mean, Matt Nagy couldn't get an offense in Madden, let alone with the Chicago Bears. Everything was going lateral. Nothing was vertical. Not only that was the offensive play calling just horrid, but the offensive line was one of the worst in football. And you're putting a brand new rookie quarterback into the mix with absolutely no game plan whatsoever. You hear some of these current Bears talking about the difference and regimes and it just seems like night and day so that's going to be the difference that you have to recognize from the Bears last season to the Bears this year is that even though they're still going to be learning curves there's not going to be that inept ability to understand how to play football on the offensive side of the ball the Bears have been searching for an offense or whole franchise history basically and this could be the step forward to developing that with Luke Getze as your offensive coordinator stacking up your offensive line a little bit more. So I'm not saying they're going to be top of the league, but they're not going to be as bad as they were last year. And I get everybody's concern looking at this offensive depth and going, man, where's the talent? Where's the receivers? Well, yeah, you lost Allen Robinson, but did you really lose anything from him leaving the team? He literally brought no value to the squad last season. I mean zero. We were cruising with our underbets on Allen Robinson the entire year. Heck, the guy gave up on Chicago toward the second half of the season. I'm not saying I blame him for doing so. I mean, you got to stick up for your brothers and keep going all out. But I understand the frustrations with the offense with Nagy. That's understood. My point being is that losing Allen Robinson doesn't mean anything. All right? You still got virtually the same squad. However, with a better offensive line, more experience for Justin Fields, and more speed with the receivers, right? You got Byron Pringle, one of the fastest guys in the NFL. I'm not saying Darnell Mooney is a wide receiver one, but he was stepping up into that role last season because he needed to, and he was incredibly solid for this team when Justin Fields had any time to throw the ball. They drafted Bellis Jones Jr., a mature guy coming out of Tennessee, big body, speedy himself, so maybe he can be a solid threat. But the key factor here for the receiving is a hometown kid, Cole Komet. This has to be his breakout year for the Bears. And if he can actually become the tight end, that you've seen him have glimpses of him potentially getting in that direction, then yeah, 
this team can have a decent enough offense to at least be competitive. And don't forget, Khalil Herbert out of the backfield emerged as a solid running back, and he's still got David Montgomery, who's a Swiss Army knife out there. Now, yes, the defense is going to have issues. Their first two draft picks were throughout the secondary, so maybe they won't be as much like Swiss cheese out there. And, well, you're probably going to lose Robert Quinn. And, yeah, the defense is going to have some concerns. But, again, you need to focus on the offense and if there's a part that can struggle, might as well be the defense where your head coach is oriented towards. So I'm kind of fine with that, at least in the direction of where they should be heading. But looking at the schedule, can they do anything in terms of getting over six and a half wins? Now, if you know me, you've listened to Rush Hour, you've listened to the Chicago City cast. Usually I'm talking all these negative things about the Bears, but I'm actually going to give them a little bit more optimism than I probably should. But again, I'm doing that because of the favorable schedule. I think they're only going to get better based on how bad they were last year. The coaching staff has to be an improvement. But the big thing is the schedule. Here are some games that I think are winnable. Not games where I necessarily think the Bears will be favorites, but the games throughout the schedule as a lower-tier team such as they are that they can absolutely be in it and potentially win. And it starts in Week 3 versus Houston. The Texans are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Then you go week four at New York against the Giants. No faith in Dable with this new team. Uh, again, it's mostly just Danny Dimes. Daniel Jones, no thank you. No trust in him. Uh, week six versus the Commanders. You know my thoughts on Carson Wentz. There aren't any good ones. Week nine versus Miami. The jury is still out on Tua Tungavailoa, Mike McDaniel, this whole Miami team, and he get him at home. Uh, middle, middle of the season at that point, maybe the Bears have developed some rhythm and momentum up to that point of the year. Week 10 versus Detroit, any game versus the Lions are going to be classified as winnable, and conversely, the same goes for the Lions against the Bears. Week 11 at Atlanta, Mariota and the Falcons, yeah, it's going to be a tough year for the Falcons. Week 12 at New York against the Jets, you talk about unknowns with the Bears and Justin Fields, same goes for the Jets, if not more. I get they had a plethora of draft picks, but you still got to see them develop. And then week 17, once again, you're at Detroit against the Lions, that's always a winnable game. So a decent amount of winnable games. I'm not saying I'm sitting here right now going, they're winning these games, but those are the best opportunities for the Bears. The losable games, week two at Green Bay, week five at Minnesota, week seven at New England, week eight in Jerry World against the Cowboys, week 13 versus Green Bay again, Aaron Rodgers owns you, and week 16 versus the Buffalo Bills. Toss-up games, I got three of them. Week one versus San Francisco, I get the 49ers are almost a seven-point favorite, but remember, they have some quarterback concerns themselves. Shanahan's a fantastic coach. They got some good roster spots all around Trey Lance, but we're not too sold on him, and you have all summer to prepare if you're Chicago. Week 15 versus the Eagles. Not the highest on the Eagles. It's also late in the year. You get them at home, and it's post-bye week. Anything could happen. Week 18 versus Minnesota. Will the Vikings be trying in that game, or will they have their postseason spot solidified? Week 18 is always a little bit tricky. So my bullish projection for the Bears, just because everybody's looking the other way, and again, I'm not saying I'm betting this, but if I was getting a decent amount of plus money on the over, maybe I'd throw a little bit, but I'll go ahead and say 7 and 10. Realistically, 6 to 7, yes, is their range, hence why 6.5 is their win total, and I get everybody wants to bet the under, and no, at any point, is it going to surprise me if they end up with like 4, 5, or 6 wins? Probably not, but 
but I think they'll be a way more competitive team that will take those steps forward to showing improvement and will actually have a chance to close out these games unlike last year and the year prior. So, yeah, I would rather bet the over than the under on the Bears. I'm not saying I'm doing it officially, but there are some reasons to look at the positive side of things. Doesn't mean you should invest in it financially, but the lean would slightly be to the over if you're getting plus money. Very favorable schedule, and again, competent coaching is key. Now, what about the Lions? Really quick, spending some time on Detroit, and we'll get more into it next segment with Dan Leach. But six and a half is also the number we're seeing with the Lions, a team that ended 3-13-1 last year. But man, they were in a lot of games, and Dan Campbell had his boys fighting until the very end, despite all the adversity with the injuries they were going through. So this year, I have them slotted for three winnable games. Yeah, you got Jared Goff, and you're going to have a healthier team, presumably, but it's still Detroit. Week two versus Washington, if I'm giving the advantage to the Bears, I almost got to give it to the Lions as well. Week four versus Seattle, the Seahawks might be a mess this year. And then week 13 versus the Jags. Who knows how the Jaguars are going to be looking this season. They kind of got more playmakers, so we'll see what happens by week 13. But still, as of this point, that's kind of an even matchup in Detroit. Bunch of winnable or losable games pardon me, naturally, with the Lions week three at Minnesota, week five at New England, week seven at Dallas post bye week, but yikes, you gotta go to Jerry World. Week nine versus the Packers, um, you're probably gonna split with Chicago. Week 12, you get Buffalo at home. Week 14 versus the Vikings, week 18 at Green Bay. Will the Packers need to play and try in that week 18 game? Maybe not. Toss-up games, week one versus Philly. Again, long summer to prepare. Week eight versus Miami. Week 11 at the Giants. Week 15 at the Jets. Week 16 at Carolina. Big question mark with the Panthers. Then week 17 with the Bears. I got the line slotted at about 6 and 11. Kind of the same situation with the Bears, except I would only bet under on Detroit. But I definitely wouldn't bet over. And overall, I'm not going to do anything. But what you may want to entertain is the idea of the adjusted win totals throughout the season. Maybe Detroit gets off to a hot start. Maybe they get in a nice little spurt. Take an adjusted win total and look to the under, realizing the Lions still have a lot of work to do and not that much depth or talent. And that could be your approach for Detroit. But let's keep our eyes set on Detroit. As we got host of the Detroit CityCast joining us next here on Rush Hour. Dan Leach, I'm sure, will give us his unbiased thoughts on the Lions coming next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Wimbledon week, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your go to sportsbook for all tennis related betting. Today through July 4th, place a $25 wager on Wimbledon at Bet Rivers for a free $10 live bet to use on any Wimbledon match. So simply just log into the Bet Rivers app. And now, remember, you can even live stream the matches right in front of you, and you can make those wagers at the Bet Rivers online sportsbooks for all things Wimbledon. And speaking of Wimbledon, we're welcoming on a man who loves betting some tennis here to Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, but the man who loves betting the tennis is Mr. Dan Leach at DanLeach971 on Twitter. Dan, we saw that incredible match with Serena Williams. A tough loss there. Did you have anything involved in that particular match or any of the ones prior to this point? Sure, I might have had a five-leg parlay with Serena as the final leg. That's possible. Uh, hey. Let me just tell you. Yeah, I did. I did. But it was a small bat. I took a <laughs> bunch of favorites. I did parlay it with Emma Raducanu, who I had a single play on as well. The, the Brit that obviously has had some injury issues and played brilliantly in the first round. But I'll tell you this right now. Being a big tennis guy, a former tennis captain at Brewster Academy in Wolfboro, New Hampshire, being a huge Serena fan, a huge fan of Wimbledon. It's my favorite, one of my favorite sporting events and my favorite tennis tournament. That was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, it was a first-round match. You had a 20-plus-minute game. You had an epic third-set tiebreak. Tan, who never played Wimbledon before in her life, is up against Serena, who hadn't played in a year, definitely was not match-ready. But some of the greatest shots you'll see, it was just unbelievable. It's why I love tennis. I have such respect for Serena. She's 40 years old. She's going for 24 majors. I don't think it's the last time we'll see her at Wimbledon, but it could be. So you got to savor things like that. It sucks that she lost. She fought her butt off, but that was just an incredible match. And as far as what I've got with Wimbledon, I'm doing you know day-by-day plays as I always do for the majors on my Detroit City cast. But the earlier rounds, Danny, it's kind of tough. You got a lot of big favorites. I do have some parlays. I mentioned I had a five-leg there. Then four of the five-legs won. It's so Serena. But to me, I, starting with the women's draw, 
Egan Swiatek, of course, could have a 42-match winning streak if she wins Wimbledon. She's the favorite for a reason. She's unstoppable. But I'm going on the other side of the draw, and I took Maria Sakari uh, from Greece, who I love. Uh, got her, uh, you know, around, I think it was like 25 to 1. So I like her each way to make the final and also to get there. But then on the men's side, I'm betting against Nadal and Djokovic. And on the bottom half of the draw, which wouldn't have to see the Joker until the final, I did each way plays on Alex Dimonor, the Australian, uh, you could win five grand on a $50 bet just for him to get to the final. And I also took my man, Nick Kyrgios, who's one of the most talented guys, but also one of the craziest guys on tour. I went each way with him as well to reach the final and to win it because they're on the bottom of that draw, Danny. So for me, it, when, you, when it comes to tournaments like this, obviously later in the tournament, you can bet match by match with guys like Joker and Nadal. But to me, I want to bet against those guys, especially coming off the French Nadal, beating Djokovic in the, that epic quarterfinal and the, the closed roof uh, at Roland Garros. I think Djokovic obviously has a great chance to win this. I don't think Nadal does. I think Nadal's foot injury is going to get the best of him. But that being said, they're still obviously two of the best players ever, and I want to go against them at least by with my pre-tournament bets. To me, that's where the value is. The women's side can be crazy. We haven't had much, many upsets, though. A lot more on the men's side. We already have my man Felix out of the tournament, who I took for the French. So for me, it's more about pre-tournament bets for the men and then daily betting for the women. Now, Dan, do you find yourself live betting a lot of tennis as well, or are you more pre-flop? And I guess if you do find yourself doing a lot of in-game, what are some strategies you would recommend to some people who want to follow the same path? Yeah, well, listen, you just for you, our great friends at Bet Rivers offering that free ten dollars bet. Uh, you know, if you bet twenty-five or more on, on Wimbledon, I think that there is such a advantage to betting live. I actually just talked to a friend that had tan against uh, Serena when it was 3-1 in the final set at plus 300. There, I mean, obviously, for people that don't know a lot about tennis, I don't want you to, just, to start going crazy with live betting because some of these lines might seem too good to be true. There's a reason they are, and a lot of it's based on situations. And obviously, if on the men's game, breaks are so much more important than the women's game. You see on the women's side of things that obviously sometimes it's, it's about holding up the, the hold as, as a way, you know, opposed to holding up the break. Uh, with a hold. So I think that there's an advantage to do it, Danny. you got to just weigh your options and not get too crazy at times on it. But there's a ton of value with, let's say, a guy like Djokovic is down two sets to the 85th ranked player in the world or Nadal or Iga Swiatek on the women's side. And you can still get them at like either, you know, a small favorite or positive money when they're like a minus $4,000 favorite before the match. There are advantages there. It's almost like betting an NBA game live. The Warriors are down right. 15 points in a playoff game. You can take them and, and still get some positive money on them or plus two or three or four or five points you got to be smart about it but you can make a lot of money live betting that's why i love that they're doing that boost to bet rivers because I'm a, I'm a huge tennis live better a lot of times it's way better to bet games or matches live than pre-match because in the first as i mentioned two you know first second third round you have a lot of huge favorites and you get much better prices as the match goes on all right, Dan, well, you're talking about value with live betting. I got to ask if there's any value with your Detroit Lions this season and their win total. We see it at six in the hook at Bet Rivers, minus 110 each way. I had them right around six and 11. Now, again, there's so many things that could change. And I guess the reason I'm doing it is because is this Lions team going to take that huge step forward that they showed glimpses of under Dan Campbell last season? Or was that just, man, that was one of those, I don't even know what you call it. It was just such a unique year for the Lions, and maybe they kind of flatten out and still look like Detroit of old. What, what can we expect from outside the city from people who aren't following the team as closely? 
Well, to, to throw a little jab at you, my great friend Danny Burke, uh, they definitely have more value than the Bears over. That's for sure. <laughs> but I'll just I'll just tell you this: you look at the Lions, and you know there are people in this town that no matter what are going to be way too high on this team, even after what happened last year. They were just a three-win, one-tie team. That being said, with Jamison Williams, with Aiden Hutchinson, with the way Brad Holmes is building this team, there is going to be much, uh, I think, significant improvement this year. They were in a lot of the games last year. That being said, I've got people that were, you know, listen to my CityCast show or that I interact with on social media and are talking about the Lions winning 10, 11, 12 games. Relax, friends. It's about two, three years from now. Wouldn't you rather, if you're a Lions fan, this team be good for a decade like the Packers and the you know the Steelers and the Ravens have been, just for some examples, or good one year, bad three, good two, bad five. It's about building right. towards a crescendo and being a long-term viable contender. So when you look at their win total, you mentioned the six and a half, over minus 110, under minus 110. I've been telling people to take the over for a while because I believe the Lions are a seven, eight win team in a 17-game schedule. That being said, you know, you look at their playoff odds, the yes to make the playoffs is plus 340. Their no is minus 455 because they're not going to be a playoff team. I mean, yes, you see worst to first all the time, Danny, since going back to 2001 when they created that eight division format. That being said, if the Lions can double their win total in year number two and show that Dan Campbell, we know, I think that Brad Cam- uh, Holmes definitely is the guy. Is Dan Campbell the guy? We would see that if they doubled their win total. It's not about the playoffs this year. It's about getting Hutch to, you know, get NFL ready. It's about getting Jameson Williams healthy. It's about figuring out who your quarterback is going forward. The Lions have tons of young skill players, including DeAndre Swift, a good offensive line. They're going to be in even more games this year. But thinking playoffs is nuts. Thinking over six and a half to me is a smart play because I think the Lions, you look at Jim Schwartz when he came in, they were 0-16, three wins. You know, I think it was seven wins. They improved it every year. This is what I think is going to happen under Dan Campbell. And I think this Lions team, based on their talent and the schedule, they're going to have some tricky games and some tough games, but they should be in a lot of them. And that being said, like they can get the seven, eight wins. That's a totally logical and fair assessment. Just don't get too crazy and start saying, I'm putting a ton of money on the Lions to make the playoffs or to win 10 or 11 games. That's cray cray. I know that you can go over, over seven and a half at Bet Rivers plus 160. I would stay away from that as well. They might just get the seven wins, and that would be a marked improvement. Double basically the win total in year two. Then year three, you start talking playoffs. Year four, you start talking, dare I say it. Super Bowl contender, or at least playoff winning contender, and you go from there because the Lions have had such a sad sack of history, Danny, as you well know, being a Bears guy in the in the division. Lions have one playoff win since '57. Let's you know walk before we run. I was at that game, by the way. I know because I was there. <laughs> All right, Dan. Hey, we're running out of time. We got about 40 seconds left. If you don't mind, could you give us some of your baseball action tonight? I know you've got some locked and loaded. Yep, a couple baseball plays for you. And I'm seeing this this St. Louis total not really moving a ton. So you can still – I got an eight and a half. I've seen some nines out there. But I I, I think, that you know, Garrett and, and Hudson are, are having decent seasons. The Marlins are scoring runs. The Cards are, you know, playing some good offense. I think this game is going to go over the total. So I like the Cardinals over eight and a half. Uh, I know, as I mentioned, there's some nines in there, which doesn't really kill you. Some nines minus 105 or, or the like. And then later at night, I'm going to go with the Orioles – you know, I think they can get to Robbie Ray early, and I'm going to go over the one-and-a-half team total in the first five innings at T-Mobile Park in Seattle against Ray. It's Kramer on the mound for uh, uh, the, uh, the, the the Orioles, which obviously doesn't matter for a team total bet. I think they can get to Robbie Ray. He's 6-6 six and six on the year with a 407 ERA, but has given up runs early. So those are my two plays of the night. I thought about making a play on my Tigers against the, the Giants because they played so well uh, against the uh the D-backs, but Scoobles had such a rough go. I'm going to stay away, so yeah. those are my two plays tonight. 
Yeah, the past several outings for Scooble have been rough when he was kind of that bright spot for Detroit. So we'll see how he can fare at Oracle Park tonight. Should be a good pitching matchup and should be a fun night overall. And Dan, we appreciate you dishing out some of your plays, not only for tonight, but beyond it, of course, looking forward to the football season. Can't wait, my man. Appreciate hey, it. Give me the best deep dish pizza just for you, Danny. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Dan Leach, folks, at Dan Leach971, where you can follow him on Twitter. And remember to catch him hosting the Detroit City Cast. More tennis plays, golf, and all the above with Dan on the podcast. Coming up next here on Rush Hour, Danielle Elvari joins us. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, remember that Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available. You'll be set up with multiple episodes a week great local sports betting content and speaking of great local sports betting content and the city cast it's time to welcome on the host of the los angeles city cast right here to rush hour that being danielle alvari you can give her a follow on the tweets at danielle alvari always locked in and loaded not only with some la baseball action but WNBA, which we'll also be hitting with her momentarily but danielle we might as well get things kicked off talking about some baseball the dodgers taking on the rockies tonight kershaw uh, looking to have a safe outing at Coors Field. Nothing's guaranteed there, and we know that. And the Dodgers, of course, against this Rockies team, a pretty big favorite. Minus 225 with a total at 11. Are we putting some faith in Kershaw and the boys tonight? Uh, well, the books certainly are because they're well over 200 favorites on the money line, which is just unbettable, at least for my bankroll. But uh, it's tough to bet against Kershaw here. I mean, if anything... As always, you look to a Dodgers run line if you want to look to play something here for a little bit better value, but that's not even great to me tonight uh, because even that run line, you're sitting at close to minus 150. And uh, Kershaw, 0.91 whip. We know we know who Clayton Kershaw is here, of course. If you're going to look to the Dodgers, that's where I would go is the run line. Dodgers, 45 wins this season. 41 of them are by two runs or more. Mm. Now, how did the game look yesterday for the Dodgers? They don't exactly get up all the time for their, let's say, lesser opponents is a problem for the Dodgers. Uh, we saw them go two and three with the Braves and then lose by four to the Rockies. So uh, I liked the under in that game. I think I like the under again tonight. The total still sitting at 11 for this one. Of course, you have that incredible Dodgers offense that's very tough to bet against. Uh, but I think that I could see an under happening again also, because one of the four games this season these two teams have played has gone over 12 runs uh, and only three of the Rockies last 20 games, two of the Dodgers last 15 having 12 or more runs. So as prolific as that Dodgers offense is, I still think we could see an under here since we're getting a total that's so high. Okay, interesting. Yeah, you're right about the run. Line. I mean, minus 143, kind of tough to lay that juice, even though 
how dominant the Dodgers can be. Uh, yeah, yesterday not the best start for him, but we'll see what Kershaw can bring to the bump tonight. Again, that one first pitch, 7.40 p.m. Central Time out in Colorado. Then this one out by you in Los Angeles, Danielle. You got the Angels taking on the White Sox. I was sweating out Noah Syndergaard, who I think has done me dirty a couple times, and he almost did last night, but thankfully it was the White Sox bullpen that actually gave me the benefit of the doubt, unlike the Angels, who typically, and I'm sure it's happened to you, you know, kind of screw your bet late in the games, but they came through. And tonight, the Angels are a favorite once again, minus 124. We see the White Sox plus 108. This total at about eight and a half. It's really tough to get a gauge on both of these teams, to be honest, Danielle. But, man, I mean, Johnny Cueto's been decent for the White Sox on the road for whatever reason, and the market seems to be going against the Angels in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of people wanting to play the White Sox yesterday. I thought you were on the right side with the Angels there as well. But it's so tough uh, to get a handle on, as you mentioned, either of these teams. And even really in this pitching matchup, it's funny because uh, I want to lean over in this one. I leaned over in the game on uh, yesterday as well. But that obviously didn't end up hitting. We finished with seven runs. Uh, so it's tough to say again. It is at nine. So the over is plus 100 at Bet Rivers right now. That makes me a little bit nervous that it's slightly juiced to the under as opposed to the over. Uh, but with this pitching matchup, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little bit higher scoring game. And it's unfortunate because uh, the white, I think both teams here are just really, really underperforming, which is really hard to gauge. And weirdly enough, the Angels are kind of surging after their suspensions that they're facing after their battle with the Mariners, their little brawl on the field, uh, suspending 12 players. Phil Nevin's missing 10 games. So uh, at least until that takes effect or affects this team, it seems like they're surging for the moment. So I actually would look to the Angels again here. Okay. All righty. The Angels in potentially good spot against this White Sox team that does struggle immensely against righties. So we'll see what happens out there on the West Coast. Uh, Danielle, I want to talk some WNBA with you as well. Again, every time we talk with you, it seems like you're crushing these picks. And we got a couple of games to look forward to tonight. The Mystics and the Dream. Washington lane seven in the hook in this spot. Total at about 153 and a half. Did you get involved in this game early on? Because I know you're you're always scavenging those early lines the night before and probably moving them. But have you been invested in this game yet? I'm pretty proud of this one because I did talk about this game on Monday's Los Angeles City cast. And I said that I thought the Mystics were going to be laying around eight. And we're seeing eight. We're seeing seven and a half at Bet Rivers, which I actually don't hate. Uh, the issue is the Mystics are not the team that's necessarily going to beat you up and put you in a submission and cover by eight to ten points. So I'd rather look at this game live. I also would rather look at the later game live. And that's also because we're dealing with a lot of teams that are towards the bottom of the pack here for the games tonight. The Mystics being the one outlier. Now, I love the Mystics defense. And also you would look at the defensive ratings and think, well, the Atlanta dream are first, but they allow a lot of points and they have been allowing a lot of points because they've been missing a lot of their key players. Now, some of them are coming back into the fold tonight. So it'll be interesting to see how they reincorporate that. And if their defense gets a little bit stronger, but the two times these two teams have already played this season was back in May, the 20th and the 24th, uh, 120 points scored in the most recent game, 151 before that we're seeing a total of 153 and a half. We had a 155. So I, I'm kind of sad that I would have to play a 153 and a half, but I'm talking myself into going into this under tonight because it's a Mystics game. And also, I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but this is an crazy streak that's going on with this Mystics second quarter, specifically unders mm -hmm. are 18 and 0 against teams that are not the aces. So basically the two games against the aces, <laughs> the second quarters went over, which that's the first offensive team in the league, right? Uh, first in offensive rating. But if you are not 
the aces and you're playing the mystics, the chances are your second quarter under is going. Now, we don't blindly bet trends, but if you're going to, this is the one 18 and 0 under. So it's incredible. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. For like literally the past three weeks, you've mentioned it every single time. It just keeps on Still hitting. Going. So uh, I, I, I think I almost have to not bet it, though, because, you know, once I actually end up doing it, I'll end up making it lose. So that's just a superstition in us better. So for everybody else at stake, I'll respectfully stay away. But make sure you follow Danielle's advice on that one. And then, uh, Danielle, for this other game, the Minnesota Lynx taking on the Wings. We see yeah. the Lynx is a slight favorite. Minus three. Money line about minus buck 52 in favor of the home team. Higher total here, 164 in the hook. What are we thinking? Well, this one's tough because, like I said, we're looking at teams that are kind of towards the bottom of the league, which might be surprising with you when you hear about the wings. But they are missing two of their key players in Alicia Gray and uh, Satu Sabali still out for the wings. And the Lynx have been weirdly surging all of a sudden. This was like one of the dead last teams in the WNBA, not but a week ago, really. Uh, Sylvia Fowles, their star who was saying this was going to be her last season, was out with a knee injury. She came back and uh, the team kind of tweeted out, let's just say we had a team meeting. And since then, they've actually been covering like crazy. They have this crazy surge where they've seen their last three games go over their point total and especially their team totals as well have been surging. Uh, their defense has tightened up a little bit too. Meanwhile, the wings are kind of waning a little bit. And like I said, missing a couple of players. They've had to fight kind of to win three of their last five games. So it's tough for me to look at the spread here because the wings are feisty. They're going to fight till the end for this. I'd rather get this live and find a situation to get like some points with the links. Um, or I'll be looking to get in on a better total, maybe over on something. If we get a little bit of a lull, which I'm expecting to see actually in the first half is a little bit lower scoring. So you might be able to get in on a live over. That's a little bit more favorable than this one sixty-five. But um, the first game between these two teams was really close, but in the third quarter, Dallas surge scored 17 points. The links are looking different and I think they're rolling and i think that they're going to cover tonight oh all right i like that angle hey danielle we are getting close to ending this segment but i've been meaning to ask you this the past couple of times we've had you on with the WNBA, the futures department i mean we see the aces yeah. as the overwhelming favorite they're at even money the sky come at four to one along with the sun storm at five to one and then it gets into the double digit territory was there a team that you had bet before the season up to this point or are looking to pull the trigger on well, it's interesting. If I was going to have bet one before the season, I wanted to look at the Chicago Sky to repeat, but a team hasn't done that in the WNBA since the early 2000s. This might be the year it happens. The Chicago Sky look incredible. They're one of the few teams that have been able to beat the Aces, but the best value on the board, and actually just recorded a segment for the Los Angeles CityCast that you can catch on Wednesday, so tomorrow, where I was talking about this with my guests, and we were saying the best value bet on that board still, and I think I've been touting this for weeks and weeks, I've been saying this, the Mystics are actually longer now than they've been in weeks past. So they were around 9, 10 to 1, and now you can find them 15, 16 to 1. And they, again, are one of the teams that have been able to take down the surging Las Vegas Aces. So I think there's value on the Mystics still at 15 to 1. I took them at 15 to 1. That's the one futures ticket I have right now. But I'd love to get in on the Sky at some point as well. Okay, yeah, the Sky right now 4 to 1. The Mystics 14 to 1. Some good value there potentially. Mm -hmm. Danielle, we appreciate you making some time and giving us all that insight. Best of luck with all your action tonight. Thanks, Danny.
You got it. At Danielle Elvari, where you can follow her on Twitter. Remember, host of the LA City Cast, all things Los Angeles. Fantastic content all around. And if you want more content and insights, make sure you're checking it out at vsin.com because we're giving you the best edge possible with the vsin's Best Bets podcast, where you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of all of the vsin experts who are tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from all the sports books across the country. Check it out, beeson.com slash podcast. Coming next, Danny's Dimes. We're talking baseball. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSN Summer Special is here, and for only $19, you get everything VSN has to offer from right now to the end of July. If you sign up today, you'll get VSN's daily best bets, which includes Adam Burke's daily top plays in Major League Baseball. NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, 
USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which also features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19, and you will be a subscriber through July 31st. So make sure you sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. That's V-S-I-N dot com slash summer. All righty, folks, it is our final segment here on Rush Hour. Thank you for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. Had to look down and make sure it was Tuesday. My days are getting jumbled. But since it is our last segment here on the program, that means it is time for my best bets, a.k.a. Danny's Dimes, where I give you my best plays of the night and beyond sometimes. But tonight we are focused on just this evening. And once again, we're going to divert our attention out to the West Coast with that White Sox and Angels game. Yesterday, we backed the Angels. They came through for us, thankfully. But tonight, I'm not so sure if that's the right side, folks. And let me tell you why. When I was talking about this game on the Chicago City cast earlier, naturally, I did the same handicapping process I do here. I look at the pitchers. I understand the batting situations and the bullpens. And then I make my own line. So before I tell you the line I made, let's look into those pitching stats. Johnny Cueto has been a pleasant surprise in some spots, I guess you could say, for the White Sox. The veterans 1-4 with a 3.19 ERA, a 3.63 FIP, and a Sierra of sub-4. 3.98 to be exact. And by the way, his whip, really good, 1.15. Now what's odd about Cueto is that a guaranteed rate field, meaning the home park for the White Sox, he's really been a train wreck. But on the road, he has been very successful. 1.08 ERA, 245 weighted on base average, and a FIP of 273. Outstanding numbers, which were not expected out of Cueto, to be quite honest. And even on the road, even more so, right? Like, that's more impressive to do it. Now, of the four road games that he has started, the Sox have won three out of four of them. I think the only one they lost was at Toronto, but they've beaten the likes of the Royals, the Yankees, and the Astros with Cueto on the bump. Angel's in a little bit of a different tier right now. And I get that this is needs to be taken into context, but uh, in his career, Cueto is 4-0 with a 134 ERA against the Angels, a team that's not hitting too well as of this point. Now, speaking of the Angels, who are they throwing out there? Are the White Sox going to be struggling against yet another righty? Well, Chase Silseth is taking the bump, and he is a righty. Not the biggest sample size, only 16.1 innings pitched. He has started four games, has accumulated a record of 1-2 and two and an ERA of 4-9-6. Not great right off the bat. All right, well, is his fit better? Maybe that's not a true indicator with his ERA. Ah, no, it gets worse. 6.44 fit, 25% home run to fly ball ratio, and a 4.94 Sierra. And his whip is 1.47, so no bueno all around for Silseth. At home, he's got even worse ERA, a 5.19, a 4.39 Woba, and a 6.48 FIP. And plus, two out of his four starts have been against the likes of the Oakland Athletics, and he's still putting up these horrid numbers. His most recent start went just 1.2 innings pitched out in Philadelphia against the Phillies. He allowed four hits, four earned runs, two of them homers, and... The Angels ended up losing 10-0 that game. But what does this mean for this specific situation? Well, to me, it means that Cueto has a pitching advantage. And yes, while the White Sox do struggle against righties, where they can make their cake is against righties who are just really not that good, not that sound, and not that consistent all over the place. Silsa seems to fit the bill for that specifically to where the White Sox could actually 
do some damage against righties. So when I was making my line, I'm like, all right, I do think the White Sox have the advantage because both bullpens respectively stink. The White Sox a little bit worse. He saw that on display last night. We were thankful for that. But I thought the White Sox, because of the starting pitching, deserve to be a slight favorite here. I made the minus 118. Well, Bet Rivers not only did not make the White Sox the favorite, but they made the Angels a sizable favorite at minus 135. Man, were our numbers different. But what's funny is the market has been trending opposite of the Angels now. Because at least at Bet Rivers, now you're seeing Los Angeles down to minus 124. They opened the White Sox plus 115. Now the White Sox are plus 108. And a lot of other shops you've seen a lot more support even come for the side of the Angels. I agree with that support. But again, I don't want to have to rely on this White Sox bullpen. So where does that lead me toward? The first five innings. And you could get better value on the first five innings with the White Sox. At least when I was looking at it earlier today, I saw it as high as plus 118 at Bet Rivers. And if you look at it now, just pulling it up on my screen, the White Sox still plus 112, which is better than the plus 108. And you don't have to trust the White Sox bullpen. Why am I handicapping this game in the first place? To trust Cueto and to fade Silseth. So why not just limit it to those two guys and primarily lock it down to the first five? Well, that's what I'm going to do here, because when Cueto has started, not only have they won those three out of four road starts, they have also won the three out of four first five money lines. The only loss was at Toronto. The Angels ain't Toronto, and if Cueto can keep up his success on the road, I think the White Sox can do enough offensively to get to Silstat, who has been completely struggling. So I went and took the White Sox on the first five money line, plus 118 for our first dime of the night in baseball. The other play, we briefly touched on this one with Dan Leach because his Tigers are out on the West Coast against the Giants, but I actually did make this an official play. I think there are a couple angles you could approach with this game, but ultimately I officially just did one. But I'm looking at this game, and the opener had San Francisco minus 189. They're now up to minus 215. Detroit plus 163 at the opener at Bet Rivers. Now they're plus 180. Total open seven, still remains seven. The reason it's so low is because you got a pair of lefties who can be really strong pitchers. Tariq Skubal for the Tigers was a really strong pitcher up until the last few starts. He's 5-5 five and five with a 3.63 ERA, a 2.68 FIP, a sub-10% home run to fly ball ratio. That's the average at 10%. He's at 8. A 1.13 whip and a 3.21 Sierra. So yeah, those numbers are really good. And his road numbers are fairly solid as well. The issue with Scooball is, one, you're on the Tigers, who are not doing well, and two, his last four starts. Throughout his last four starts, here are his numbers. 20.2 innings pitched. He's allowed 27 hits, 18 earned runs, one home run in each game, and the Tigers are 1-4 throughout that span. The only dub they got was in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. It's been a little bit of a rough patch for him as of late. Carlos Rodon on the other side. The Giants haven't been doing too well. They've lost their last four out of five, and Rodon has pitched fine himself, but his team hasn't necessarily been backing him up. Now, he's 6-4. and four. He's got an ERA of 2.70, a great FIP of 2.34, and a very low home run to fly ball ratio of 5.2%. Great whip, 1.09. Solid Sierra, 3.15. And at home, his whip lowers even deeper at 2.04 and a 2.18 ERA. All right, well, what about these offenses? How can they perform against southpaws? The Giants, when they're hitting lefties, are pretty good. 
but they get even better when they're hitting southpaws at home, where there, they got a 783 OPS, a 261 BABIP, not ideal, but it's manageable because you bounce back with the 336 WOBA and a 123 weighted runs created plus. The Tigers, on the other hand, not as good against Southpaws. 689 OPS, 332 BABIP, 303 WOBA, and a 97 WRC+. They're not really that terrible in numbers, but it's just the Giants give you that much more confidence, especially with the starting pitching in Rodon, whose overall numbers have been better. But as of late, he's also been more of a consistent, consistently reliable pitcher, I suppose you could say. Now, the first thing that kind of popped to my mind as well is, well, what's the no run in the first? Well, the cheapest price is minus 148 at Bet Rivers, and I didn't want to lay that much because you're at a terrible home run ballpark and low home run to fly ball ratio pitchers who are just hitting or pitching very well, but it's too expensive of a price. And then I'm looking at the run line because the Giants are minus 215, and I do like San Francisco in this spot. I'm not in love with that, though. Because the Giants offense has been struggling and their bullpen is a little bit of a liability with a 4.03 ERA and a 129 whip. Whereas the Tigers have a really sufficient bullpen, 319 ERA and a 118 whip. So even if Scooball struggles a little bit, you still got to try to muster up some offense against the Tigers bullpen, which has been tough for teams to do. So instead of doing that, which the run line, by the way, you can get at plus 112, I did the minus one. I get this is kind of not a conventional way to do it, but I'm just doing it for the security. I think the Giants win. Not too confident with that run line with the lack of offense and their bullpen not being too stable. So at Bet Rivers, you can lay a run flat, and I laid minus 136 to do so. Plus, they're missing Brandon Crawford still. It's going to be a colder day with two solid pitchers, not a lot of runs, not as big of a chance, I believe, for the Giants to cover the run line. I don't hate it. I'm just paying more for the security. So that's our second bet. Giants minus one at minus a buck 36. And the White Sox on the first five money line plus 118. Let's go Sox. Let's go Giants. And let's cash some tickets. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. Best of luck, folks. We'll see you again tomorrow. your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.